Get to Old Navy now for up to 75% off store-wide. Plus, one day only tomorrow, all jeans are 50% off. That's right, all jeans are 50% off tomorrow only at Old Navy. Hurry in, valid 1226-13, in stores and select styles only. Jeans valid 1226. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Karen Cam Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Cam, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you don't have a copy of my book, you can get the first six chapters free on my website, karencan.com, as well as some gifts like my clearing and protection spray formula and then seven of my Fast Track Your Healing classes that you can download to your computer and watch anytime to help you with your own healing journey. So I know my light warriors are super excited today, as I, as I am as well, because today we have Amy Joellis with us, and she's a singer-songwriter, and now probably going to be very, very um, famous for her work with the Court of Atonement. So uh, I'm going to tell you a couple stories about this. Um, I was referred to Amy's website by one of my light warriors who said, hey, you should check this out. And so something told me, yep, I better check it out. So I went to Amy's site and, and bought her $5 ebook about this Court of Atonement. And what's amazing is that there's so many cool stories about how this, um, you know, spiritual uh, procedure, if you will, you know, that this intention um, can create uh, peace among people in conflict, especially like family members and things going on, uh, you know, with with work and other people. So I thought I'd give it a go and uh, try it out. So <laughs> I decided to put all my family members and their ancestors in the Court of Atonement and um I my there's a couple of things that I was looking for just to see, you know, whether there would be a shift. And uh, so this was a couple of weeks ago, and I recently went to see my parents. Um, and what fascinated me was two things. Was one is my mom mentioned that my dad was, um, you know, decided that they wanted to talk about funeral arrangements. You know, they're in their you know 70s and 80s and you know, wanted to start that conversation, and um, my dad ended up with all these, like, really what I call kind of existential or spiritual questions, like when people are really wondering what their purpose here on earth is, and what's heaven, and, you know, what's the point of life, and all these, and, and he has never talked to me at all about these kind of spiritual stuff. My mom does, but he doesn't, and so just to have him kind of get to that heart space to be able to do that is amazing, and so he actually made an appointment with the priest, <laughs> you know, to talk about this stuff. And that the other thing was really interesting is my other uncle, um, uh, I have two uncles, but my uncle on the one side, I'm really close with the other ones uh, in Hong Kong, and he's been estranged with, you know, his son. Uh, They don't really speak to each other. And uh, he recently, since I did the Court of Atonement, um, ended up in the emergency room. I know this sounds bad, but, but it's not. So he ended up in the emergency room with the bleeding ulcer that he hadn't had for over 20 years, and his son was with him. 
And the doctor said, look, we're really running low on this blood type, you know, uh, in case you need a blood transfusion. This could be a little challenging. And the son piped up and said, don't worry, Dad, I will donate blood to you. And my uncle just had no idea that his son loved him and was there for him. And he cried and, he, you know, it, this relationship started to mend. So it was just beautiful. So uh, if you're well, you already crying, cry here you, yeah, uh, 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 let me give you Amy Joe's uh, website. It's uh, A-M-Y, so Amy Josings, J-O-S-I-N-G-S dot com. Amy Josings.com. We'll have to ask Amy why why it's not exactly her name. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's welcome jo, uh, jo, uh, Joe. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't even say it now. <laughs> Amy, I'm too excited. Amy Joe to the show today. Hi, Amy. Hi, Karen. What a pleasure to get to be with you today. Yeah, it's totally well, a pleasure. You see, I, I'm overly excited. I can't even talk. So <laughs> those um, We're those stories here, are wonderful. Not- <laughs> yeah, and you have some yeah, the, great stories your on your stories website are... as well. I'm sorry. Oh, and you have such great stories in your, in your ebook and your website as well. Yeah, they're it, it, it's just, they just flood in. It's like every day. I, I I live a very magical life right now because it's just over and over all day long. People calling and saying, "Oh my gosh, you got to hear this," you know. So. I'm I'm really loving life in this moment. The uh, oh, I wish yeah. I could take all the credit for it, but the 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 process was a gift. Um, the, uh, and it's the process beautiful. was Why a don't gift we... actually. That I yeah, we'll start with your story. How did you get to this point? I mean, you're a singer songwriter, and then now you're like energy healer. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I yeah, I was I was living in Puerto Rico for I lived in Puerto Rico for about ten years. And um, while we were down there, the um, I began getting, you know, making a connection to spirit that I didn't know existed, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, I had a rude awakening because I was house-sitting for somebody and I turned out to be in a haunted house and I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't, you know, ghost stories were something else, somebody else's thing. And uh, all of a sudden here I am in this house and things are falling and whatever. So (laughs) I'm going, what's going on here? And so I started kind of investigating in a spiritual uh, area that I didn't expect. And um, so all of a sudden I was able to, you know, talk. I guess for a very long time I've been able to, ask questions and have this voice tell me what's going on. But the voice is kind of like in the really back of your mind. It's not. It's almost like these are my own thoughts. So anyway, I knew that I had that connection, but I didn't realize how powerful it was until I got put in this situation where I needed answers and I didn't have anybody to turn to. So I started um, speaking a lot more to this voice in the back of my head and asking, what do I do about this stuff, Right. So while I was living in Puerto Rico, I'm singing in waterfront restaurants. You know, uh, I always say, you know, you want to be a superstar, do something big in a very small space. I lived on a four-mile by seven-mile island, and I was like the most famous person walking down the street because I sang every night, (laughs) and all of the tourists would see me. So I was a rock star for 10 years down there. But um, so, So that's why it says Amy Jo Sings is because 
when I'm singing, oh. they could remember Amy Jo sings, but when they got home, they're like, what's her last name again? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the answer to that question. And, um, okay, got the, it. Uh, right, in a roundabout way. So anyway, I'm we're down there living on this island, and I have a lot of time on my hands, and I begin channeling all this information and um and getting all these getting all these fantastic answers to things and going this is way bigger than I am. I don't, you know, I I start every session with the Lord's prayer and get real clear and make sure that my energy is at 100% clarity before I ever start pulling information. You know, I want to make sure I know where that information is coming from. So I, I use a pendulum to douse. Am I 100% clear? And until the answer is yes to 100%, I won't even start. So uh, I uh, recently found your water blessing video and went, oh, my gosh, is that a shortcut? <laughs> <laughs> and I took that. Well, I wanted to mention that I took that water and I put it in the water reservoir um, in uh, my husband's car dealership, so that anybody coming in would be drinking that um, that blessed and, and uh, purified water that helps to cleanse your energy as well. I thought, what a great tool you've got there! Oh, um, fantastic! So anyway, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I thought you might be interested in that. So anyway, I I got all this information. One day we're sitting around, we're sitting around talking, and my it was like right before my birthday, and my phone's ringing with all my family members telling me happy birthday, and my husband kind of piped in and says, you know, he says nobody's uh, besides our kids, nobody says happy birthday to me anymore, and they hadn't no one on his side of the family had really talked in 10 years they were the whole time we were down there they were completely out of communication but when they left they were you know as he put it they looked a lot like the guests on the Jerry Springer show so um it wasn't except for now it had gotten so bad they didn't talk anymore so I thought well what can I do to kind of help him and I so I asked my guide Abraham I said Abraham what can we do to kind of rectify all those problems on on his side of the family? And Abraham said, put them in a court of atonement. And I went, well, what is that? And so having never really heard the word atonement before, I thought, what is, you know, I heard it on, I heard on the jazz singer, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. I went, well, what, is, what does that mean? And, and so I started looking at it, and it was kind of like a day of forgiveness and and uh, but I I wasn't really understanding. And Abraham said, "Just look at the word atonement and break it apart. At one minute, it's bringing everything back to whole, bringing the energy back together." And I thought, "Okay." And he said, "You know," he said, "We're gonna show you how this works in a way that you can understand it, so you can teach it, but you don't need to." understand what's going on with it in order to use it you this will be being done beyond the confines of the conscious conscious mind because the conscious mind is totally mired in um, emotions and you know stuck energy so he said it'll be being done at a soul level and you just do it and have the faith that it's being done and he said, so just place each one of the members of the court of atonement, into the court of atonement of the family. And he goes, and use everything you can of their name that you know. 
And so I, one by one, start calling in all of this family. And then it sounded in my mind like a court of law as they said, you know, please step forward, as they called them by name. You've been you've been charged with and you know they they would make it sound very it sounded in my head very official and then they said how do you plead and some said guilty not guilty or guilty with probable cause and they just went through the group and each person made their statement then they went back through the group and said uh you've been charged with this how do you, you know, um, and you pled not guilty, please state your defense. And they said, hey, I'm not guilty because blank, 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 blank. And then I heard the other person say, okay, I dropped my charge. But if they said, um, how do you respond? And the person said, my charge still stands. And they'd say, okay, life reviews for both of you from the opposite person's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so they got to live it out as though they had actually received what was going on on the other side, you know. They saw exactly why it laid out. And and it happened instantaneously. They both would go, oh, my gosh, I dropped my charge. Guilty, guilty. (laughs) Wow. Well, within, within a few days of having done that, it didn't even dawn on me. I didn't even think anything about it. Within a few, a few days, um, my husband and his brother started talking on the phone, and then they kind of decided to start a business together. And I didn't, I didn't think about it. And then a couple months later, his father died, and all five of the siblings ended up in the same house for two weeks together. And oh my gosh, I did not want to go because this has been a mess <laughs> in the past. I was like, oh no. We're stuck there until we figure out what day the you know, Veterans Association is going to handle this, the funeral, you know. And so we ended up buying these two-week plane tickets, and I was just dreading. They were so much fun. They played games. They told stories. They laughed. They cried. They shared. Not one word in this family about the past, and it was huge, wow. unsurmountable things. I mean, you would think that could never be forgiven. And to see them like that, I thought, well, people are on their best behavior, you know, at a funeral and things like that. (laughs) And I can remember having that thought one day a few months afterwards going, I don't know that the Court of Atonement did that because people are really on their best behavior after that, uh, you know, after a death in the family. And then I read an article about Whitney Houston's niece's funeral where they actually arrested the grandmother for her temper tantrum in the church. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, I guess well, not you know, true. Maybe yeah. they're not. <laughs> Thank you for the evidence that no, maybe they're not always on the best behavior. So, um, so anyway, the uh, uh, I just kind of dismissed this thing as being this powerful. I thought, no, that can't possibly be it. And then uh, a few months later, I'm at my mother's house, and I'm hearing arguing going on in the other room for the third night in a row. And uh, I just said, hey, is there anything I can do for my my brother and, as I put it, his future ex-girlfriend? <laughs> and they said, put him in a court of atonement. And I got up the next morning. Now, remember, I had placed my husband's family first. Now I'm in my own family. And uh, my mom came to me and said, what did you do to your brother? I said, I didn't do anything to my brother. What are you talking about? And she goes, 
no, he's he's so happy. He's getting along with everybody so well. I figured you must have done something. And I went, oh, <laughs> I did. I I put him in a court of atonement, and and my mom's like, well, what is that? And uh, so I she goes, would you write that down for me so I can so I can use that? And so I wrote down just I asked to place this soul and that soul in a full court of atonement. I asked for the energy between them to be analyzed on their timeline and healed on the astral plane. That's simple. That's it. That's the whole thing. And as I wrote it down, gave it to my mom, and she came back and said, oh, my gosh, I don't know if it's doing anything, but I feel like it is so much like doing it. (laughs) Ah. That's really how this all started. Is that what happened with you? Have you you used it more than once? (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I've been using it for everything I can think of. Uh, I think there's some people, though, that uh, because of my role, they need to be empowered, you know, to ask for it themselves instead of me asking for it for them. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, in other words, I could ask for them on their behalf, but I think some people need to 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 take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and do it themselves. Like, they think it's going to be hard. They think it's... You know, maybe they think it's not going to work. Maybe they think they're going to have to read this, you know, 400-page dissertation about how to do it. You know what I mean? But you've made it really right, simple. Right, exactly. Yeah, and By affordable. page five, you're doing it yourself. Yeah, by, by page five, you're doing it yourself. I, my husband hates to read, and he's like, we buy these books. And I'm by halfway through the book, I haven't gotten the information I want, and I'm tired of reading. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> so. So he kind of gave me the outline of make it fast. <laughs> and I gave oh, yeah. myself no, it, the outline of make it affordable. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So why don't the, we um, share with people how they can, how they can um, you know, read your ebook and get the details on how to do the, the Court of Atonement. Yeah, well, the easiest way to find it is at amyjosings.com. Up at the top it says Court of Atonement, and it will take you to a page with a link and some of the stories about it and stuff. But it, I tried to make it easy to find on there. So A-M-Y-J-O-S-I-N-G-S, Amy Jo Sings. Now that we know the story why, that will be easier to remember. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um well, I have some questions about, you know, what we can and can't, you know, uh, do with this. I know you have some stories uh, in the book of all sorts of examples of people doing it. And uh, one of the things that my Light Warrior students were interested in is what's with the name? Like, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't jive with your name or your name is somehow interfering with your life, can you explain about how you would do the Court of Atonement with names? Yeah, um, well, the thing that I started, I, I want to go to like the reason why I know about the names. I was sure. um, I was doing a psychic I was doing a psychic fair, and I have ten minutes to work with each person at this psychic fair, and so I I sat down and I um, I was trying to get ready. I had just flown in the night before, so I was feeling a little out of balance. So I'm sitting there trying to get balance in this the first woman of the day walks up and I said, is there something in particular you want to work on? And she said, yes, my daughter died yesterday. Can you reach her? And I just was floored. I sat there for a moment and I said, you know, I don't know of any other psychic that would tell you yes, but my answer is absolutely yes, we can. And uh, and I said, um, uh, I hear a lot of things about 
you know, needing three or four days or whatever, but I said, I don't find that to be true. I can talk to it, the consciousness of a chair, so I can certainly talk to the consciousness of your daughter. <laughs> um, so I said, why don't we, I said, um, give me her full name. And so they wrote it down. It was Sarah something or other. And I, I started to write, uh, I started to say, okay, I asked to speak to the soul of, hmm, I can't say her name. And when it's when I go to speak, when I'm channeling, if it's not true, I can't say it. So here I am in this channel. I'm going asked to speak to. So what's up with her name? Is this a nickname or something? And they said, No, no, that's her name. And I said, Hi, I can't. For some reason, I can't say her name. There's something wrong. And uh, and they said, No, that's her. That is her name. And I went, Okay. And I asked to speak to the soul of. Oh my gosh! I said I, I for some reason I said something is wrong. This is her name is not connecting to spirit for me. And I, and they said this book that's her name. And I said there's no nickname. Or, you know it's not short for Sadie or Sandra or something. They said no, that's her name. And they're getting kind of huffy with me. And I'm thinking, geez, now I've said I could definitely do this and I can't. Um, so I sat there for a second <laughs> and I said, so this is the name on her birth certificate. And they said, oh, no, she's adopted. She's Chinese. Uh-huh. And so they gave me a very different name for her. And as soon as I said it, I had her. I said, wow. Um, as soon as I said her name, I say it three times and make that connection. And as soon as I hit the third time, I was hearing, Auntie Pam, Auntie Pam, Auntie Pam. And I said, oh, I said I've got her. But she keeps repeating Auntie Pam, and they go, my sister Pam is out in the audience. Can she come forward to be here? And I said, yes. And so we knew we had her at that point. It was already confirmed. So I thought, well, what's the deal with the name, you know? And um, so I went in and I asked Abraham, I said, why couldn't I reach her with her adopted name? And they said, well, kind of think of it like a hospital record. You came in to the hospital and you're trying to look up, you know, you're trying to look up your past visit, but my past visit was under my maiden name, and so they're not finding me with my married name. And I have to go, wait, wait, married name now, let me try that. That's what marriages are for, is to bind the names. I didn't realize that until after we found that information. Wow. Are you still with me? Okay, good. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. Right. And so um, the, the other thing that I find is when people are named after someone else, that that can really mess with their energy and tie the two people together. It was being done like it's it's like I think um, in India it's a big custom to make the child's middle name be the father's first name. Right, So right. the father's entire name is part of your file. And and, uh, it, uh, and from what I find, it kind of causes the cross-filing of information, and you end up with a bigger burden. So what I do is I just simply say, I ask the place for, let's just use my name, for example. I'm Amy Jo. My mother's name is also Amy Jo. And I'm named directly after my um, my great grandmother, who my mom was named after. Her name is also Amy Jo Sanji. So we so I would say, okay, place myself 
Amy Jo, Josepha is my whole middle name. Richards is my married name and my last name, or my maiden name, and my last name married is Ellis. So Amy Jo, Josepha, Richards, Ellis. I place myself in a full court of atonement with my name. I bring in my mother, Amy Jo Richards, and I bring in my grandmother, Amy Sanji. And I ask for full recognition for who did what and what energy goes where. And I ask to be from any energy that isn't mine. Mm. And it's, it's pretty simple. So you just put the names in that you know and ask to be disconnected. And okay. I'll tell you what, I felt, yeah, I felt happier and stronger when when I did it. I felt like there was a big shift. I was like, oh, wow. And then I say, I asked to call it a full court of atonement for all of that energy that needed healing. Because usually it comes to you to be healed. So mm-hmm. I just kind of move forward with that. That'll This will all be the next the next book. But because it isn't in the book, I like to touch on it now so people can go, oh, let me put my name into a court of atonement. You've got all the tools. It's in the booklet. You just have to think to do it. Um, the next booklet coming out will definitely have a lot more about names in it. Like I said, this information oh, is relatively new. Fantastic. Yeah. But well, that, that it'll also be next... a... Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's all right. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, there's a there's a little delay because of the the whole radio thing, so I apologize for uh, you to you and also for folks listening. Sometimes we're talking on top of each other because of the delay. Um, and uh, uh, what I was going to say is this this brings to a very very important point that I'm sure my light warrior students are just dying to ask you, Amy Joe, um, about you mentioned about the names. Uh, what we're experiencing, many of us and most of my crew are all what we call sensitive, like you and I, you know, they're energy sensitive, many can read energies, uh, whether they're professionals or not in that way, um, they're empaths, um, you know, star seeds, um, earth angels, indigo souls, you know, those types, and what we're, many of people, many of us are struggling with is that um, we're feeling what's going on, the things that need to resolve in alternate timelines, so in parallel lives, non-parallel lives, times when we were aliens, times when we were attacked, so, and it's coming to the forefront as in it's happening now, even though it's not now per se, but we can feel it in the now. So just wondering if we could use or whether that's even possible for the highest good um, to resolve issues related to all of our other timelines. And that could be thousands or millions of timelines and put them all in the full court of atonement. Well, what Abraham always brings forward is that right now in this moment, is the only one you really should concern yourself with because what you heal here will heal it there because it you know it's kind of like you know let's just say that the that you um you've got a, a let's just say you've got a swimming pool that's connected to other pools they're all connected if you were to treat the 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 pool to clear it all of that energy is going to flow through that water and move out uh, you know, move out into all those other pools because it's not stationary. But he always recommends that we try to, as best we can, 
put our focus on what's going on with us here and heal right now. Because when you heal now, it'll put that energy out to um, a good a good example of what I'm talking about here. I mentioned about putting the water that I, I, I just took a small glass and I put it in front of the computer when you charged the water with your computer program on YouTube. And that's supposed to help with um, even removing negative entities and things like that, programming the water. So I'm going to take this bottle of water that I've made in the now. And when I put this, I'm telling people I'm going to put it in the bottle of water at the shop. It may sound like it's diluting it way down to where that kind of healing won't be very big. But have you ever made fudge? If you make fudge (laughs) and you're using crystal, yeah, well, here's the thing. If you make fudge, have you ever eaten fudge that was kind of crystallized and you could feel the sugar crystals in it? Sometimes it's perfectly creamy and there's no crystals. But other times it'll crystallize and and it becomes very, you know, very sugary feeling and very crystallized. What happens there is you have to clean your bowl. You cannot have one grain of sugar hit the fudge. If an undiluted sugar crystal hits the fudge, it will crystallize the entire batch because the crystals just grow right through it. And so when you take a drop of your water and you put it into the you put it into the water reservoir, just one drop of your water, put it in that it's going to send that frequency through the entire bottle of water. And game that the kids do where they put a bottle of water in the freezer and let it go right into the point of freezing. They bring it out and then they just flick it on the side and you get to watch the 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 ice crystals form through the whole thing it's really fun i need to videotape that mm. so people can see it because that's very cool what we're doing when we heal now it's like that crystallization i'm talking about it just spreads and it goes out through the timelines and what we do now heals the past it's more important to heal the now so that it heals the past than it is to try to go into the past and heal the now. But sometimes that's the only door we can find, and it's a very useful tool. But Abraham said sometimes if you go into the past to heal it, you bring more problems forward than you solved. So he always tries to I know there's a lot of people doing the... past life regression therapy. Right, and hopefully they're doing it in a way that they kind of stay disengaged from the energy, like, you know, rise up in a balloon and look down on what's going on rather than dropping right down into the middle of it. But like I said, I used to do it. I actually used to teach it. <laughs> I not only did it, no I taught it. And I, so, yeah, I have, no, I have nothing but respect for anybody doing it because we're all doing what we can to improve people's lives. Uh, but Abraham said, you know, let the guides guide you back if you're going to do it that way. Let allow it. And so there's a lot of really good practitioners who are, are taking people back in a very guided and healthy way, and they try to keep them out of the story. But um, so like you said, he's saying that that's a very powerful to use it, but, it, um, but everything that you can do, you should try to focus on the now because it's going to reach back and do it that way as well. So, you know, so we know it works to go behind it and move forward. 
So if somebody currently is, you know, feeling, say, I don't know, a pain, um, but they can't find anything that's going on now that's contributing to that. But, um, yeah, so I teach my students that they can, you know, test to see, you know, why do I have it? You know, what, you know, what's the purpose of this? You know, why is it for the highest good or whatever? And so they might test, oh, you know, something is happening in another timeline, not in this timeline, but they're able to feel it in this timeline because they're with ascension energies now they're just more sensitive. So it's like, what do we do with that? You know what I mean? It's not like we want. Well, you to can say I place myself. Right. Well, he's saying that the court of atonement is really attached to our name, and so you can say, okay, place myself. And always we start with our name. I place myself, Amy Josepha Richards Ellis, into a full court of atonement with this pain I'm feeling. Let's say it's my knees with my knees, and I ask to bring into this court of atonement the cause, the behind, and look my timeline over and see where this energy is coming from and put myself in a full court of atonement with the cause of this energy. And Mm -hmm. I like to say I ask to be pardoned for whatever I've done that is causing this energy, and I ask to pardon anyone else involved because I just no longer want to have it. So pardoning them is the fastest way. And they say, if you can't pardon them, I woke up days ago saying, clemency, clemency, clemency. I'm like, what does that mean? I had to get up and Google the word clemency, and it means leniency. And so I asked the court for leniency, you know, so let's say it's a rape or something that you just can't feel the ability to um to fully pardon that person for their actions and you don't even want to you want them to learn from it so you say okay well if it's not something that can be um pardoned then i ask for for leniency in the punishment that they give them and um and so using clemency that helps clear it up you will know they don't get away with it. That's the one thing is that if it's a really bad thing, a lot of people are like, I can't put them in a court of atonement because I can't forgive them. This isn't about forgiving them. This is about taking your power away, your power back from them and making them pay restitution. They, at the end of it, if, the, if they said, I plead guilty, then they say, okay, you pled guilty. How do you intend to make restitution? And they say, oh, I intend to send energy to her, I intend to send healing energy to them, to their business. I heard all kinds of things when I was in there, but they always made them. They always made them pay. They had to pay. I think that's important for those of us who can't forgive. Wow, wow. Well, it seems to me that we're going into this place of oneness, um, and so you know, this whole polarity of bad, good, and you know, up, down, you know, black, white, dark, light, you know, whatever it is. Um, is shifting, um, and so the punishment thing seems kind of weird to me in a way. You know, it seems like it polar still is a polarization of that. Is that because that is not like that? It's still in this dimension that we still do that kind no. of stuff. Punishment. No, you're sounding like you you're making it think it's punishment, but it isn't punishment. There's no punishment in making restitution for a wrong. Okay. Okay. Making rest, making restitution for a wrong is I stole energy from you, and I recognize mm-hmm. that was a mistake on my part, and I want to do what I can to make up for that mistake. It's a it's a um, giving and loving thing, 
not a punishment. But when I'm saying it here for people, I'm trying to talk to a conscious level of of someone who has been harmed in such a way that there's nothing in them that feels capable of giving that forgiveness because that really to a lot of people. I come up against it every day where I'm saying, well, just ask to pardon them, and they're saying, I can't pardon them for this. They hurt me, blah, 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 and go, well, this isn't about forgiving them. This is about making them see what they've done wrong. How many of us have gone through like a court battle or an argument where we walked away from it completely and totally the loser? And we went, and there was a part of me <laughs> when I walked away from that moment and said, there will be a day when you recognize how seriously you hurt me and you're going to feel bad about it. You know, when I walked away in that moment, with nothing else I could do, there was a part of me that said, someday, maybe I'll be dead by then, but you will know how badly you hurt me. And that day, maybe, you'll be able to forgive yourself. You'll understand. Because they Mm -hmm. stood in their righteousness facing me when I knew they were, in my heart, I knew they were wrong. This today's the day. <laughs> you put them in a court of atonement, and today is the day that they recognize how seriously they hurt you. And in that moment, they go, "Oh my gosh, I'm really sorry I did that." And at a soul level, not on a conscious level, we're not saying that people will ever consciously apologize, but they do. I've been, we've had all kinds of things like that. Um, Jackie Rio. Uh, who I think introduced you to the book, she yes. um, she she shared on a Facebook group a text message from her to uh, her daughter saying, Mom, are you doing some kind of energy work on me? My first boyfriend called me to apologize for the way he treated me. <laughs> and uh, she said, yeah, I put him in a court of atonement. Yeah, so sometimes they do call and ask. Sometimes you'll never see. But that energy is still there and it's still healed. And sometimes we can't let it go. So even though we've called and asked it, sometimes it's still held in place because, so I always tell people if they didn't, you know, I don't like to tell people to look for a result because when you're looking for a problem, the problem's in your mind and you're recreating it again. So it's always best to just kind of put it out there and laugh it off and and not really think about whether it came up or not. Um, but if in a few days things do not appear to be, you know, you're going, hey, this didn't work in your mind, go, hey, let me go inside. What's in me about it? How do I feel when I think about it? Will I feel victimized by what they did? I feel hurt by what they did. And I feel um, um, abandoned by what they did. And so you say, okay, well, I got these three, these three uh, emotions here. And you kind of write them down, and then you say, okay, I called myself into a full court of atonement for any time I ever made somebody feel hurt, abandoned, or I forget what the third one was. And oh, I uh, asked to victimized. Be, yeah, so uh, these three emotions, victimized, hurt, and abandoned, I, I asked to be placed in the court of atonement with anyone I ever made feel that way. Because life's a mirror, so if, if I've, so I go in behind and say, okay, let me put myself in there. I have to be pardoned for any time I made someone else feel that way, especially the person who I'm, who I'm 
feeling that way from myself. So, uh, you know, if it's between me and my husband, I put him in the court of atonement with me and I say, I apologize for any time I've made you feel this way. Not apologize. I have to be pardoned for it. Big difference. And then I say, um, and I ask to pardon you, making me feel this way. And then I just feel the whole thing dissolve from behind. Now, it doesn't matter what I see going on outside because I'm no longer attached to that energy. So they can still rage and storm and do what they do, but you're not going to feel bad about it anymore because it was resonating you. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Very cool. Um, Now, uh, somebody's asking here... um, can we put ghosts and other entities in the court of atonement? So if someone is being plagued by, I don't know, ghosts or evil spirits or something like that, can they actually put them in without knowing their name? Yes. Um, for one thing, to put yourself into a full court of atonement, I was finding that when I was calling people into the court of atonement, just as it was given, that there were so many similarities going on with each person that I worked with of um, entity attachments, um, uh, walk-ins, possessions, and, you know, let's not Hollywoodize the word possession. Possession is average, everyday, normal stuff. You know, there's so much (laughs) fear out there created by Hollywood and it's retarded to hold on to that fear because it just causes more of it. So we need to just let go, um, let go of that. Um, I, I've heard the word retarded and went, "Why would that yard come up?" And I go, "Well, it was being used in the meaning of what it, what the word actually originates from, which means it's slowing it down the healing slowing process." Down. Yeah, because right, yeah. I heard it and I went, what did I say? And then I hear Abraham explain it. So, okay. <laughs> so it's, it is a, it is a, um, how would we say it? It's working on their beha- on their behalf of those that are around us to have us be in fear because it feeds that energy and keeps us from protecting ourselves from it. Right, right. And there's actually nothing to protect from because it's all God. It's all God source energy. What are we so afraid of? Once mm-hmm. we sit down and we kind of make friends with it, we can find that a lot of the dark guides that we brought on are coming to us because we asked for them. And so we end up with this dark guidance around it, around us. Um, I always kind of like liken it to, um, you're driving down the freeway, you're in a pretty good mood, this guy cuts you off and you go, that jerk, and you honk your horn at him, right? And right, then he right. hits his brakes in front of you, and the chain of events begins to pro- proceed downward, right? Well, each uh-huh. step down, your guides and angels step back and go, oops, sorry, not my table, can't help you here. And it calls in a darker and darker guide. Mm-hmm. And the whole chain of events goes farther and farther downhill. So if we can step out and go, hey, wait a minute, all these dark entities around me that have kind of called in because of my bad mood, I've changed my mind about that. Thank you all. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
And I just, I no longer, I ask for guidance. I put myself in a full court of atonement. I say, I, Amy Josie for Richard Zellis, put myself. So right now, any of you that are wanting to do it, you just say, I, state your name, place myself in a full court of atonement for soul recognition. And I ask to have my guides evaluated by my guardian guide, which like we have a guardian angel, we have a guardian guide who is given to us at birth. And I ask to give gratitude for any guides that are no longer serving me. And I ask for them to be uh, dismissed and allowed to advance in their own uh, you know, evolution. And I ask to call in stronger and more powerful divine guides. When you say the word full brings in anybody's energy who's like entangled in your energy field and it, if let's say you've got a walk-in, that walk-in, if you've got a possession or a walk-in, they don't know themselves anymore as to who they used to be. They only know where they are at this moment, kind of like us. We don't know our past lives. Um, when they get too entangled in your energy, they begin to think they're you. So when you call in this full court of atonement, their families are called in, and all of a sudden they're going, Mama, and they're going back to where they're supposed to be. It's a very sweet and loving thing. Now, if the, you've got a walk-in that's like a higher dimensional walk-in, then mm-hmm. you're going to retain that. It's being evaluated what's for your highest and best. And so it's not like if a lot of people are like, oh, no, I don't want to lose this walk-in. Well, that's not going to happen here. It's been programmed to be for the highest and best concern of, of everyone concerned. So, um, it, But it does really clear the clear your energy and clear the energy of your ancestors and those who are deceased and all of that. Um, entity attachment that's around us gets a big blessing and it and it clears you know I don't know how far it's just like we were saying before when you drop that one sugar crystal in the whole batch of fudge crystallizes well this whole energy just spreads in a healing wave so um, if you're having problems with spirits around you Several times a day, start calling yourself into a full court of atonement for soul recognition. And then you can also ask for, like, um, I ask for soul reclamation, and it'll go out and, and look for what's going on beyond. So you can write those two things down, soul recognition and, and also soul retrieval. Fantastic. I'm Somebody just think uh, asked a question this morning about that. So that's this is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah, yeah cities, aren't they really, amazing? Oh, I love them. I love them. So you mentioned earlier about you know the pain and uh, the and in your ebook you talk about how you can put your illness in the full court of atonement. I thought that was really really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I have a good example. I was I was walking home. I I, I do a walk around the block. I live in the country, and the block is about four miles. So I um, I just take one square around the closest streets, and takes it's about four miles. It takes me about two hours to do it or so. And I was walking, got about halfway around, and my foot <coughs> began to hurt. 
and I was like, okay, now I'm to the point where I can't finish this. I'm going to have to call my husband to come get me. And I thought, well, what if I just put my foot into a full court of atonement? So I thought I put my <laughs> foot and whatever this pain is coming from into the full court of atonement. And then, you know, um, being a little uh, ADHD as I am, you know, ooh, shiny, pretty, look, a sunset. <laughs> and the sun, the sun was setting and there was a, right in front of me was a windmill. And I thought, well, if I just walk forward to that windmill, I can start taking pictures of that windmill and I'll wait there for my husband to come get me, right? And so I called for my husband to come pick me up, walked forward to that windmill, started taking pictures, and then the sun went down and the colors faded. And I thought, well, I'm just going to walk as far as I can to get to where he can pick me up on another street and not have to turn way down here. I walked another mile and a half and forgot that I ever had my foot hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Very when cool. I got home, I went, I never remembered my foot even hurting. Usually, like if Will, I remember one time my my knees were hurting. Um, my left knee started hurting so bad I couldn't walk up the steps to my house. And I had to go up on the other leg and, you know, like limp my way up the steps. So I went into the house, and this is before I had the Court of Atonement as a tool, but it's a good example. I went in and said, what color is this pain in my knee? It's black. What shape is this pain in my knee? Uh, about the size of a walnut. Okay, um, what year? Am I willing to do a process to release this? Yes. What year was the first year I ever felt this pain in my knee? Mm, 1974. Okay. And I, so now I could say, okay, I put myself in 19. I put myself, Amy Josepha Richards Ellis of the now, into a full court of atonement with the Amy Josepha Richards of 1974 in regards to my knee. So I don't even need to know what happened. I just need to have a target. And that will clear a lot of that energy out of the knee. Um, What happened the time that I did it was I went, what's going on in this knee? And it was, you're leaving day after tomorrow to go to your parents' house and you haven't seen anybody since there was that big fight there. Everybody was arguing. And like I said, this was before the Court of Atonement. So I did the work I needed to do to clear the energy out of my left knee. Today, I went to work, and when I came home, my right knee was hurting so bad I couldn't climb the stairs. <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious because there was still something about going home and facing that that needed to be cleared up. But to, to me, that's a good example of pain is coming from emotional stuff. You know, no way could the same ailment from move from one knee to the other in 24 hours, you know. So the um yeah, so, yeah if you got it is isn't it that like I said to me it was a it, I always feel like I live my life so that I can be an example in the stories I tell. It's like all right enough with the examples guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um uh, you know, for you were talking about the knee. I noticed for myself that my uh, fascia uh, can can get very sensitive to energies, and it'll start to like tighten up um, or feel, you know, um, tender or sore. And usually, I'll do a clearing, and then it gets better. But it seems like, you know, having to do it like over and over again. Like, oh, we have, you know an ascension upgrade and I'm that much more sensitive now. So then I figure something else out. 
uh, to then, you know, tell the other people about and it's helpful. So I think it's like, wow, this is a, I think a lot of people are resonating with this, but boy, this is getting a little old, you know, like having the same issue over and over again. You asked a little earlier, you asked a little earlier about the interdimensional stuff and I started to go, I started to go there. Um, the, The centering in the name is the name is now. And so if you feel contention when you say your name, you feel like it's wrong, place yourself into a full court of atonement with the name not feeling like it's you, right? And then get it until you keep doing it and working with your name. And, and if you say, I, what's funny is I find a lot of people who are named like after one lady's named, after, the middle name of Elizabeth is oftentimes named after Queen Elizabeth. And they feel that, oh, that's so stupid. So I have them put themselves in a full court of atonement with their parents for naming them this stupid name. And then I have to put them in a court of atonement with Queen Elizabeth and any wrongs they think she's done, any judgments they have against her, to try to clear that name out. Because I asked, I was teaching a class on clearing. Um, You were talking about people who are feeling too much. I was yeah. one of these people. I couldn't I couldn't walk down the street. I could tell you, I can tell you still, I can tune into it and tell you where a water pipe lay, lays under the street. I can walk right up and go, it's right here. I can feel it. And wow. So, but uh, the, one of the things that I teach um, as a you know, metaphysi- metaphysical teacher, I have a lot of classes here. I teach people when we you know, we learn a lot about being a um, about being an empath, and we learn and and there's a lot of teachings about people being energy vampires and things like that, and that being under psychic attack. And what I find to be even more true is that our energy is wide open, and instead of us having this energy field that is protected in a nice aura about three feet around the body or two feet or one foot around the body, depending on who you are, we end up as empaths with this energy that's just wide open and flowing, trying to give and heal everybody around us, right? And we're like uh, all of our energy fields, every person's energy field runs at least like a minimum of seven feet around. But we have this protection of the aura in closer, right? Well, we move our aura way out there, and some of us are walking around 40 feet around, and we're just pushing our energy into everybody else's stuff, and we're trespassing. So when you, so I asked Abraham, I said, okay, how do we, what's the very fastest thing? Like if we're out in a Walmart and we're feeling, oh, my gosh, I've got to get out of here. This place is, you know, I'm being bombarded. What's the fastest way to ground ourselves and get centered again? He goes, say your name three times. And I said, it's that easy? And he, and he said, yes. And I said, well, if it's that easy to ground and center ourselves, why are there all these meditations of I'm a tree and my branches are lifting up and my roots are going down and it takes us so long to do it? You know, why the rope and the, you know, the, how many ways of grounding do you know? Right, and right. He said, yeah. Because most people. <laughs> He said, because most people don't identify with their name. Ah. And they can't do it. And I said, oh. And he said, yeah, so you just have to get people to figure out what their name is. And then as soon as they do, all they have to do is say their name three times, and they will be calling all their energy back to themselves. 
And then you just ask to, to be grounded and protected. I mean, you don't even have to ask to be grounded because it is grounding you, but you would just say, okay, shields up is what my husband says. Um, yeah, we he like that Batman. one. <laughs> yeah, he likes, he likes <laughs> Batman, shields. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a Star Trek fan, them. so shields, shields up, yeah. <laughs> shields up. So he's, um, so like, so like I said, it's, when you're feeling too much and you're getting all this interdimensional stuff coming up, figure out what your name is. Figure out, you know, get in there, get re- say, I put myself in a full court of atonement with my birth name on my birth certificate. I ask to clear any energies around it and think about it a bit. And there's no right and wrong here, people. Don't be afraid of trying. Just do it. Just say, I place myself Amy Josepha Richards Ellis into a full court of atonement with my name. I ask to be loving toward my name. I ask to be connected to that birth name. And now I ask to have any name I choose be connected to the birth name. And, you know, I have a friend that calls me Jofas for some reason. I I ask for Jofas <laughs> to be to the birth name. Ah, okay. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I'm Chinese. So on the birth certificate is the original Chinese name. And then on, um, and I can't remember, I have to ask my mom, but I think it's like on the baptism certificate or something. It's the English name. So, and uh, this is so cool that you're talking about this because I remember growing up, I didn't like my name. It wasn't that um, I didn't like Karen, but Karen Can seemed really like um, square. It seemed really like harsh. It, I didn't really like my name. So when I got married the first time, <laughs> when I got married and became Karen Gannett, it's, it felt smoother. It felt more feminine. And I really liked it. But then I got divorced and went back to Karen Can. And at that point, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know what? I really like my name now. I don't know why I didn't like it before. I really didn't know why I didn't like it before. But now I'm like Karen Can, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating you're talking about this name because uh, first of all, that my my birth name Gangaman may not be connected fully to Karen Can, but secondly, that I remember there were times where I did not like my name. So this is so fascinating, Amy. Yes, and you can check on it. If it was a baptism, then I would imagine that that was a ceremony that connected you to your name. And that's the thing that I'm finding so fascinating is marriage is a ceremony that connects you to your name. Baptism is a baptism name. It's a ceremony. And we're doing these ceremonies to connect to this sacredness. And so it it probably, I don't know, I do feel a disconnect to it. And so... um Maybe there was a part of disbelieving in that somewhere with someone. You know what I mean? We negate our good. If you walk, that's that's the one thing is if you walk around, I find that the healers who call this stuff, they've got a belief in what's going on. They have a belief behind it, and they get really major um, uh, uh, visions back. But a lot of us are like, oh, I hope this works. I hope, well, Stop diluting your your power, you know. Step into it. I kind of wanted to tell a little story of what you get, what you focus on in this life is what you get. And if there's any message I can give to people out there that are having any problem at all, watch what you're thinking about. I will work with people and say, okay, I want you to speak to me for two minutes straight about what it is that you want. 
and they say, yes, I really would like to have my relationship be good because I'm really tired of blah, blah, blah. Ah, ah, ah. You're already telling me what you don't want anymore. So we know enough of what you don't want. Let's try this again. Okay, I want my relationship to be good and loving and kind and because I'm so sick of him coming. Wait, wait, wait. You're back in what you don't want. Let's try to speak about what you do want. Try, you know, if you're going through something, I understand what it's like to not be able to stop this barrage of information, but you need to step into the power of who you are and say stop to your thoughts. As soon as you recognize that you're in this place, you can say stop. I put that into a court of atonement. And I'm gonna have, and I put my faith and my ability to trust the future into that court of atonement, so that I can feel strong and powerful. If you'll say stop to yourself every time you hear yourself saying what you don't want, you will step into a level of power that you never knew you had, because you really are creating with your thoughts. And I, I got this, I had a friend that was coming over. We were managing this beautiful estate, about a $30 million estate. And they had a gorgeous jacuzzi that was on a balcony overlooking a lake and on a veranda overlooking a lake. And every night my girlfriend and I would go and, and get in the jacuzzi and she'd say, okay, me, Joe, tell us a story. And she would just lay back and the four of us would, you know, my husband and her husband, we would lay back and I would just visualize, I'd say, okay, we're laying here in the jacuzzi and the moon's rising over the lake, just exactly what I'm seeing. And then I would say, okay, in this, oh, in the distance we hear a helicopter coming and the helicopter comes and lands on the ground and our friend who owns the helicopter jumps out and comes over and gets in the jacuzzi with us and he says, hey, you guys, let's go do this. And then we all get up, get dressed, go get in the helicopter and fly off on some kind of a wild tropical vacation, right? So I I told this story, these kinds of stories, like three or four times in a two-week period. My husband and I are outside on our lawn one day and a helicopter flies over. And we both just kind of wave up. We live in the middle of nowhere, and we have this big lot. The helicopter lands on our lawn. The pilot introduces himself and invites us up in his helicopter and takes us around flying in the neighborhood and shows us around. And he came back eight times and landed in our yard. How many people, how many of you have had a helicopter land on your lawn? <laughs> I did it three times in a visualization, and there's a helicopter on my lawn in real life. And yeah, my it. parents, yeah, my parents will vouch for it because he came one time while they were visiting and took them up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and that's you know that is my you know in my unlock your superpowers course that is part of our module one is is and and we we do use the pain. Uh, you know, to say, okay, we, if you don't know what you want, we know what you don't want. So go ahead. Just go ahead and just spill out whatever you don't want. And then <laughs> then you can know what you do want after you know what you don't want. And then we have them actually, you know, use the empowering words and things like that so they can focus on what they want rather than what they don't want. So this is great confirmation. Wonderful tip, Amy. I love it. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome. Like I said, I, I just feel like people need to know that when you're putting these things into a court of atonement, say your name three times, throw yourself like in a big convicted way. I'm stating this in here. I'm putting it in here and I'm changing it. 
and then just dismiss it and try not to think about it anymore because when you're thinking about whether it's healed or it isn't, you're looking at what you don't want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's well, bringing we have it back a bunch to life. of questions here, it. Amy. Um, okay. Yeah, so some folks are talking about, uh, yeah, so Linda's saying she's got discomfort with her name because she was named after her godmother mother that she never met and know nothing about. So, um, uh, and then her middle name is Marie, named after her grandmother, and she was always mysteriously ill. So she's wondering whether or not she's disabled because of her Nana's mysterious illness. Um and then somebody else wrote, I did the Court of Atonement on specific issues for 21 days. For about a week, every time I asked for a full pardon, I would start to cry because I didn't forgive myself. It was so powerful when that shifted. Uh, I still have more to do, but that's amazing. Great. So I think on, you know, I think it's Belinda uh, or Linda. Um, I think, Linda, you know, you. it sounds like you just have to do it, you know. If you're not comfortable with your name, you pretty much have the answer now. <laughs> Go ahead and yep. do that. I, Linda, place myself in a court of atonement. Yeah, I, Linda, place myself in a full court of atonement with my godmother, place myself in a full court of atonement with my grandmother. And I ask to be disconnected from any of their non-beneficial energies, you know. Mm. So just ask to be disconnected. When I get done working with a client, I say, I am Amy Josepha Richard Zellis. I disconnect, I disconnect, I disconnect. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of my protocol to be done with it for the end of the day. So, um, uh, so yeah, try to is... just, it, <clears throat> yeah, just try to, 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 uh, you know, identify with that. Uh, yeah. I so just, Linda, I really we're, liked well, with... you, you'll have to let us know how it goes after you do that. Yeah, we'd be curious to find out. Now, we have a question from Karen. Let me see if I can unmute her. Uh, Karen, hi. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay, so basically um, I came to realize um, the difficulties that are going on with my sister and myself came from a curse somewhere along the line on my mother's side way back. Um, and I was wondering if something can be done with the Court of Atonement for that. And also, there's also something unusual going on in that there's such wealth in the family, but no one is willing to help my sister get any help. You know, that that whole side of the family is super wealthy, and my mom is just struggling financially to help my sister. And no one steps up, and they've I've asked them, to their face and they said no we can't help and they're multimillionaires. so I'm just wondering what's going on there <laughs> you know what kind of yeah, I would say in you're... the court <laughs> is going on there well I would you put know. your I, I yeah I like I like everything that you're saying um, it's a real mm-hmm. good example when we have so much going on inside of us that we have all these problems um I have a brother-in-law walking around, and he's using the, we are, you know, we're so, we're doomed, you know, basically. We're doomed, we're doomed, we're doomed. He says it all the time. He's not using the word doomed, he's using the F word. <laughs> and I kind of woke up, 
kind of woke up this morning realizing that he's blocking his own ability to receive any good because as mm-hmm. you know let's just go biblical here and say as we as you sow so shall you reap if all you're saying yeah. is i'm broke i'm broke i'm broke what is that sowing well the only that's thing only that's going to grow is more broke yeah and that's so only after. so you have to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to look at the it's behavior yeah, the behavior is, is, I mean, it started out, I mean, this has been a lifelong, you know, um, thing. And it's not it's not that I'm saying it with no evidence. I mean, it's, it's as if, you know, we started out pretty positive and, and then it just after you get knocked down enough, you start to research why is it happening. And, you know, I don't think there was a lot of negativity in the beginning, but it's just a realization of what what is happening, you know. I don't think it was right on. By well, what I what I'm well, I just mm-hmm. I just want to say that there's five levels of consciousness to the, to each human body. So we um, mm-hmm. besides there's probably even there I know there's many many more, but there's five that really get mm-hmm. into opposition with each other. We've got what the we've got the conscious mind, and we've got the subconscious mind, and we've got the soul. We're all aware of that. Then we've got mm-hmm. the heart, what the heart wants, and we've got what the body wants. And so mm-hmm. with your sister, um, we're not going to say her name on the radio here, but um, say, you know, I place my sister, and you say her name, in mm-hmm. a full court of atonement. Now, the full court of atonement already is calling those five levels of consciousness in because it programmed it to do so. Mm-hmm. But to try to stop some of this. But so but because you know it's an issue for her, take the minute to say I call in her heart, mind, body, soul and mm-hmm. let's call in her guides as well. Let's call in her guides because she might be having guidance for poverty. And say I ask any place where this energy's coming from to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. I ask her timeline to be evaluated within this lifetime in any place where we see that energy coming from. Any curses mm-hmm. in particular, I place them in a court of atonement and the reasons why somebody would curse her. Because she's not innocent here if somebody's going to go to the, to the, you know, she or a family member is not innocent. If somebody's going to come to the point of cursing you, you can pretty much be sure you stepped on somebody's toes someplace. Because people don't normally just, you know, in the fairy tales, usually the evil witch that curses the baby was pretty mad about some way they were treated before they started. So you have to Mm -hmm. recognize I asked to be pardoned for whatever I did, and she asked to be pardoned for whatever she did that caused us to bring this down. Now I asked to call into this Court of Atonement um, all of the family members who are not beha- you know, who are not assisting and not behaving like family, and mm-hmm. just call these people into this court of atonement, and and see if you can get it to ease up. But always, if you've got people around that are able to help, and they don't feel like they're able to help, it's because the energy's blocking them. Something mm-hmm. inside of her is feeling unworthy, un whatever, and she's projecting that out in a way that they take one look at her and go, oh, it's a bad bet, you know, kind of thing. They make their judgments. But if her energy was open to receiving, 
things would shift mm-hmm. for her and money would come forward. So use the Court of Atonement in that manner to put her in with her underlying thoughts with any poverty consciousness, ask to have any poverty consciousness removed. And another another point mm-hmm. that I w- was hoping to make is to check and make sure that her soul is in the right position. And this is for the people who are having the problems with the interdimensional stuff. Ask to bring all aspects of the soul back to its rightful place in the energy field. Ask for a soul retrieval, bring it back and mm-hmm. place it and ground it in its rightful place in the energy field. And it's different for each person, so I don't usually say bring it back into the body because my own soul, I find, resides about three or four inches out in front of my heart center. So, And there are other times when I'm channeling that my soul is actually about, you know, six inches above my head. So people are like, well, where does the soul naturally reside? I don't know. Every time I've checked, it's not been in the same place. So um, Mm -hmm. we just want it to be where it rightfully is. And that will help with the people who can't disconnect from, and even with the curses that you think are coming back from ancestral stuff, you'll begin to create a boundary around yourself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, she her uh she did go to a solar retrievalist and her her I mean, she's pretty much like an empty house right now. She's under so she's so ill. You know, um that that everything has fled, you know. So, um but but yeah, it's just surprising to me that how bad the situation is that they wouldn't help my mom either. You know, they don't they don't want to help my mom either. You know what I mean? There's just no recognition. It's just like... Okay, well, the thing is is that you're thinking that these people are actually real. And they're not. (laughs) It's like a holographic Mm -hmm. image kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. um, I want to... I kind of want to... I'm... Hi, this is Amy Jo. You've been talking to Abraham, and all this information that we're hearing is actually kind of news to me. So let me go back to him, but I wanted to say what mm-hmm. he's saying right now. The holographic stuff is not something I've actually considered. So um, let's go back to Abraham okay. and and let's let him say what he's saying here. Okay. Yes, you're seeing these people as though they are actually real people that are um, doing something that's victimizing and what they actually are is a projection coming from the heart of each person of who they want them who they want them or need them to be for what's the most healing for them in their situation. So as long as they hold on to this nobody's helping me attitude, they're gonna be forecasting that out into this field of all possibility and those people are gonna respond in like to that. So as long as they're forecasting, nobody's helping me, nobody's helping me, nobody can help them. So place your mother in a full court of atonement with the idea that nobody's helping me. Mm -hmm. And once you get her into that state, to Mm -hmm. also put in there, there are people around who will help me. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. place those people in with them not having help. Mm-hmm. But you kind of need to look at it as who's the projector and what's being projected out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Beautiful. Very good. Thank you so much. 
Very yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Definitely, Karen. You're so welcome. Oh, no, that is fantastic. Uh, Amy Jo, do we have time for one more caller? This is just amazing. Yes, I do, I believe. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so we have someone, area code 530. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Who's this? Erica this is Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. What's your Hi. question? Yes, um, I tried to put my insomnia into the full court of atonement, and now it's worse, um, so I think I did something wrong. And I first got insomnia in the 80s when I got um, chronic fatigue syndrome, so I'm wondering if it's connected to that. Yes, of course it would be. Um what what we would recommend is put your sleep into a full court of atonement because then your focus is on sleep. Oh. So okay. put your sleep and your sleep patterns into a full court of atonement. And also, um, what was it you just said that you asked if it was connected to? Put that um, in the full court of atonement as well. Okay, okay. All right, I will do fibromyalgia that. Fibromyalgia is coming to mind. Is there a fibromyalgia connection? Yeah. Yes, I also have fibromyalgia. Um, I would put fibromyalgia into a full court of atonement. And we're seeing like an inability to move forward. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, put your fear of moving forward, all the things you think about, um, in fear of moving forward uh, into this full court of atonement. Uh, as we've stated, Abraham is speaking here. Amy Joe's godfather is Burt Reynolds. And in her fear of moving forward and stepping into this more um, open about being uh, a psychic medium and having the world be open to judging her, uh, she saw very firsthand what fame had done to Burt Reynolds in his life. Her father was famous for music, and he was always treated pretty respectfully and lovingly, and so she's very comfortable being famous as a musician. But being famous in this bigger level out here put her into a feeling state that she had about what she'd witnessed where Burt Reynolds was actually attacked by somebody who tried to cut his tie off with a knife and nearly cut his ear completely off. So having been present and seeing this, you know, very undesirable side of uh, what celebrity status can do, it kind of got her into a more constricted uh, feeling of inner body that I'm not sure I want to do this. And so this is the kind of feeling state where fibromyalgia has an opportunity to kind of, it kind of like wants to solidify the body so it can't move forward. Does that make sense? Yes, that that right. hits the nail so on the head. <laughs> so, so if you'll go back to before there became this problem and then looking like go back to a year, you know, maybe even two or three years younger than when the fibromyalgia was a problem, step out of the timeline, put all of that into a full court of atonement, step out of the timeline, and um, so put yourself back to before when you're having a very good moment, 
and step out of the timeline and and take another route, one that doesn't scare you, one that doesn't have any fear behind it, and then come forward beyond the that limiting area because there seems to be like a five, maybe even a seven-year area there that was very confining to you. If you'll step out, go around it, and pretend you got there another way. And then step back into your timeline where it makes sense. But always make sure it makes sense. So you can go okay. around the go around that trouble spot, come back in where life was pretty good again, and you'll be able to move forward and bring that energy around it and you'll find that that, um, that freedom of movement will be, you know, kind of reinstalled. All right, thank you. Thank you. I will try that. Okay. <laughs> and um that's great. I also have one more question. What's the terminology? Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say what was the terminology you used? You said many years ago you had this um it was an emerg- an energy deficit terminology that's yeah, popular I, right now. Ill, illness, um chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue, that's where we were looking for. It came from the fibromyalgia. It came from not wanting to move forward in that very constrained feeling thing. Just like we said, Amy Jo feels very nervous about having this kind of fame. So it kind of froze her and paralyzed her. And it was an energy deficit that... It, you know, that was kind of controlling. It didn't control long. It was just if, you know, it came and went. But we want to use it as an example so we don't have to tear your life apart publicly on a radio station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I had it. The main thing is also huge for me. So I had two questions on that. Um, if you get divorced and you don't want the married name anymore, can you do what you said earlier in the call and just dissolve that name? Bless you for saying this. Thank you so much. We've been wanting it to come up. Um, Every person out there that's been divorced, please, please, please call your ex into a full court of atonement with you. Raise your right hand and say, we both made so many mistakes in this relationship. I ask to be pardoned for my part in these mistakes, even if the only mistake you made was carrying the anger forward. So, um, ask to be pardoned for your part in it, and then ask for them to be pardoned or at least get leniency for the um, for their for their part, and that'll help disentangle you from the spouse. If you have any children, if you have any conceptions of children with or in your life, you are forever connected to them. So go back through your timelines, and also put into a full court of atonement any partners that you know you conceived, and and we recommend any partners that you had that you were hurt by, just to dump that energy out, just to get rid of it so that your energy feels fresher and you feel, you know, you'll have more stamina. You'll feel, you know, more like going out and doing things if you get rid of this negative energy from past hurts and past flights. So look at look at spouses, look at um, significant others, Look at unrequited love, boyfriends you wanted in high school that wouldn't look at you and made you feel unwanted. Put that in a court of atonement too. Now to go back to the name of a divorced person, 
let's step into that and say, I ask that my name to that person be dissolved. I ask for the energy. Now, when you have children, we don't recommend you take that name completely away. We just ask for you to take all of the negativity surrounding that name, put it into the Court of Atonement and get rid of it because the name does link you to your children and so that is at times very important. Wow, that's huge. The full Court of Atonement is already asking to call in all family members known and unknown and unborn babies, there's no harm in, uh, we want people to know up front to please let go of any guilt for um, that they might be carrying for having had abortions or whatever because that guilt doesn't help anybody anywhere. The The soul of the baby knew that was going to happen in the beginning. There is a difference between a soul of a person and a spirit of a person. Um, and so you might want to apologize to the spirit of that baby and then or just ask to be um, pardoned. But there's been no harm here. And the full court of atonement is always already bringing in unknown family members because there are so many unknown family members out there. Um, entire families of the children, they don't know their real parents. They don't know how many brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, nieces, and nephews. They've got double the trouble, so to speak, out. So whenever the full court of atonement is being called, we're trying to bring in as much of that energy as we can to allow it to be healed. Um, but if you if you have it where you think about it, make sure you call it in because if you're thinking about it, you're not willing to let to to absolve yourself of it. Okay. Just, yeah, just putting that out so that that information is in front of you. Thank you. Gosh, this has been so very helpful. powerful. That's yes, fantastic. Very powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Abraham. Thank you, Amy. Uh, and it's fascinating because, you know, you talked about going back in the timeline, going around. Um, I have an exercise in one of my modules in the Unlock Your Superpowers where people rewrite their past. So they actually do a process where they rewrite what actually happened, you know, so they basically that is skip exactly a timeline. What, yes. The one thing to make sure is to make sure it makes sense to the conscious mind when you come back. Um, it's kind of like some people will step in and say, okay, I won the lottery and that didn't happen. And they'll rewrite, okay, they uh, with one woman that we were working with, um, they had lost her home, her family home when she was a child. And so she went back and she tried to rewrite it saying, oh, you know, and uh, oh, my mother won the lottery and we were able to make all the payments and then we lived in the house and everything went weather. Well, now her parents live in an apartment. So where did the house go? The con- first thing the conscious mind wants to know is, well, where did the house go? And so if you're going to go back and say, okay, I won the lottery, was able to save the house, and we get rid of all the trauma of having lost a home or something like that, and you and you do it where you won the lottery and you moved into this big mansion or whatever, well, the conscious mind wants to know, well, where did that big mansion go or where did that house go? So you say, we moved into this big, beautiful mansion. I lived with all this opulence around me. And then we realized, my gosh, there was a lot of upkeep here. So we decided to simplify our lives and we moved down into this lower scale thing. And then we decided, okay, well, let's 
let's um, give all this money away to charity and we move back in. If you write the story where it makes sense to the conscious mind, the conscious mind won't question it and negate it. So it's very mm-hmm. important to try to get back into the conscious mind in a location that makes complete and <laughs> that fantastic help. Yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. Well, gosh, our time is up, but boy, I think everyone still wants to talk to you for another hour. Um, so why don't we real quick um, just say we're, you know, we're going to just uh, have everyone check in at your website, so amyjoesings.com, and they can get a hold of you there as far as maybe doing sessions or do you do group sessions uh, or group teachings? I'm can... about to do I'm going to about to step into doing group sessions. I was thinking about maybe doing one as early as next Saturday. Mm, okay, um, fantastic. Next, or Wednesday or Saturday of one of the next coming weeks. So it'd be, I'm going to be, that will be being posted in about um, three or four days. We'll make up some decisions on that. Okay, fantastic. Amy Joe. it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, you and Abraham, uh, for being on the show today and for sharing your uh, amazing discoveries and wisdom with us and everyone is saying thank you thank you thank you um here on the chat um so uh you will you're wow. so welcome <laughs> and uh yeah, so fun. I, 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 people are always asking me now is this the same abraham of editor hicks and i have to tell you i was so bummed to find out my guide's name was already taken so <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, that that the Abraham that, that Esther channels is a conglomerate of energies, and so sometimes it's the same Abraham, and, and yes, it is the same Abraham. And this is, when I asked Abraham who he was, um, the, uh, he's uh, like, a, I don't know if you're biblically minded, he's the uh, son of Adam. a few seconds left, Amy, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Good after to That's say it. goodbye. But thanks, everyone. Thank you, Amy. Until next time. All right. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. AmyJoeSings.com is where you'll find it all. Bye-bye.